Hello, hello, hello. This is the first episode of the Lost in the World podcast or whatever. I am Keanu, and then uh, with me I got Drew. Hey guys, how's it going? Good to be here. First episode, let's go. This week, we uh, saw the release of Mr. Uh, Austin Post. He released a new album, uh, kind of anticipated, at least for myself. It's been a while since uh, the last one. I think it's been three years, is that right? Yeah, that was, uh, what, 2019, whenever... uh, uh, Hollywood's bleeding. Say, yeah, I was gonna say 808s. I'm, I'm in Kanye mode right now. <laughs> oh Uh-oh. my god, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it says um that his uh, Hollywood's bleeding album came out in September 19, so that's almost about three years. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it's definitely been a while, and now we got 12 carat tooth cake, which I think uh we <laughs> we were talking a little bit about this, but we kind of have differing opinions on. Kind of excited to see how we align on that. But before that, I guess we can kind of just dive into Post Malone as an artist and like how we feel about sure. his other albums. So I think um, the idea here going forward is we're going to do like an artist and we're going to talk about their entire discography, right? And give our opinions about them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, for example, like next week, we kind of <laughs> settled on um, Baby Keem is going to be the topic. Um, so yeah, that's going to be interesting because um, I'm, that is gonna I, be interesting. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm a connoisseur, but uh, you haven't heard too much from him. So it's going to be kind of cool to hear your opinions as a new yeah, fresh, you can, fresh uh, look on that. Yeah, you can steer me in the right direction, I guess. Oh, right? yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we're fortunate that um, Post Malone released a new album as well. So kinda, we can compare it to his old stuff, you know? So I guess what better place to start than with his first album, Stony? Uh, how do you feel about that album? Sure. So what, Stony was released back in 2016, Yeah, I this is 2016. This is like back yeah. high school era. Yeah, I think we were what about in ninth or tenth grade. I think ninth yeah, grade. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm not. I'm gonna tell you the truth here. Before we dove into post discography, I wasn't very familiar with this one. I know you were though, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, I actually have an interesting story with Stony. Um. I for the longest time, I obviously heard like the singles like White Iverson or maybe uh, like Go Flex. Those, those songs were always very hard for me. But um, it wasn't until like up whenever Beer Bongs and Bentleys was releasing that I was like, okay, I need to go back and listen to Stony. Um, and I just could, I did not like the first track for so long. Broken really? Whiskey Last was like, it was, because it's so jarring to like hear, like I, I, was, I was coming from like a trap mindset um, to hear like some country influence um, in a track. I was like, what, what is this? And then um, you think I think that um, Broken Whiskey Glass has country influence? Definitely, 100%. Really? I never even thought about that. Perfect. Yeah, I, I think that, I think that Post Malone is actually, um, a lot of people like cite like Nas as um, Lil Nas X is like being a, the first like rapper country artist kind of like that um with like mm. old town road but i really think that post malone has been doing that and has continued to do that with this new album um but yeah yeah i think he always has like a couple tracks that like really rely on the acoustics um yeah like guitars the, and that kind of stuff the first time i noticed that was stay on uh, beer bongs but we'll get there yeah, yeah for sure um he also has uh feeling whitney which is like one of my favorite songs off this record it, it's so good but uh okay so like i guess stony uh, how do you feel about like the record overall and what are some of your favorite tracks okay so i would say that stony i don't want to talk about the other albums here but it's definitely like in the upper half of his discography for me okay okay um i'm not sure how you feel but we'll get there i think broken whiskey glass is the perfect way to start the album so it's so different from like especially the next track big lie because big lie is more of like your standard post trap song ish right right um, but Broken Whiskey Glass, man, I mean, I love the eagle sound effect or the bird sound effect that he's using there. Mm-hmm. And he just sounds so sad and broken, which is, I think, a, a theme that we'll see throughout his discography. That's like a big theme in all of his albums. And I, I'm so excited to talk about his new record because I think that <clears throat> this it's the most refined he, sound, he sounded. And um, 
I will say the one I do have a bit of a problem with Sony, uh, particularly the deluxe version. Um, I normally try to listen to like the art out the artist deluxe versions, um, especially if that's the like one out. So I mean, it does run on like the longer side with 18 tracks. Even the original, I, I will I will admit there's like four or five tracks on here that I could do without. Um, yeah, I, I agree I, with that. I didn't need to hear them. Um, but then there's other tracks that like I don't know his more acoustic side. Like I said. Um, like songs like Feeling Whitney, I, Go Flex has a, a guitar like kind of lead and his very heartfelt songs like I Fall Apart and Yours Truly Austin Post. Obviously like the, the, the singles, White Iverson um, and Congratulations are fantastic. Yeah. The songs that are closer to his heart, I feel like I gravitate a little bit more toward, which is interesting. What I'll say about that, yeah, no, I think that's an interesting take. You might be in the minority with that because I think a right. lot of Post Malone fans love his like trap stuff and his hype stuff. Yeah, for him. Yeah. Um, but and that's how I probably fall into that camp. But I'll say I was impressed with his acoustic stuff throughout his discography. It grew on me for sure. Um, one thing that I think is important to kind of highlight is his singing on this. Um, it's not bad, but to like see him evolve as like a singer is also very like kind of like heartwarming and special. Yeah. Um, because he is not really pushing any boundaries with a lot of these tracks. But I think um, particularly on like. Um, Hollywood's Bleeding and his new record. Um, he's definitely like singing his heart out, which is something that you just love to see. Yeah, I really want to talk about like his um, evolution when we get there. For sure. But at this point, yeah, like he's he sings on some of the tracks, but it doesn't really blow you away. Right, right, right. Um, I overall, I would say that this is okay. Even <laughs> even though it looks like I kind of like shit on this record, it's my favorite Post Malone <laughs> record. Um, oh, it it has my favorite songs from him. Um, yeah, and I think it's his. Um, I don't want to say it's his best body of work, but it's the one I keep returning to. At this point, I mean, we need to see how 12 Carat Toothache fits into his discography, but I think this is like the essential Post Malone album still. Right, right, right. Um, uh, and I, I, say, I did not think, think you were going to agree with me on that, honestly. Really? I no, thought I, it's not my favorite. I, it's not my favorite. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Essential okay. Post Malone. Okay, okay, okay. We'll get to my favorite. That's up next. But. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I thought I thought I remember you saying the beer bongs was your favorite. Um, yeah, and there might be a bit record. of nostalgia and like bias towards that, but I'm still holding it in high regard. But let's talk about another thing here. I want to hear your opinion on the features on Stony. Oh yeah, that was uh, something that I don't I don't like. Um, okay. I I think um, a lot of the songs that I. Only whenever I've re-listened to it for this podcast that I've liked Deja Vu with Justin Bieber. I didn't like that song beforehand. And that's also the same with Feel. I mean, I like Quavo, which is the only other feature really on the record. And I don't like Money Made Me Do It still with 2 Chains. Um, do you, do you I, not like the song Money Made Me Do It or do you just not like I, the feature? I, I don't like the song. Um, really? That, yeah. that might be my favorite song on the album. That, <laughs> wow. The dichotomy is yeah. crazy. Well, I'll tell you real quick because I think we were going to do a favorite um right. right favorite tracks and not favorite for tracks sure. we'll get to there but will you finish your thought first I'll, I'll say right now we can i guess we can do the favorite songs um yeah. my favorite song off the album i think i said it already is feeling whitney um i didn't mm -hmm. like listen to this album um and one of my friends was like hey don't listen to the rest of the album just listen to feeling whitney you need to hear this and i was like okay fine i'll see what you're talking about and it like i i was in tears whenever i heard that song i was like wow this is this is crazy this is crazy good and then that kind of what pushed me to go ahead and try listening to that broken whiskey glass which i like i said did not work out at first what other favorites do you have you have a few others um yeah go flex is i think it's my favorite post malone song off like just just like the trap kind of song off the record and then if i had to throw another one up there i don't want to be basic but congratulations is very very good 
Yeah, I think it, it almost gets overlooked these days because of how overplayed it was. But yeah, it is right. a good time. I mean, 1.5 billion plays, I mean, it, I think it speaks for itself almost. Yeah, it's the perfect song to play at a high school graduation or really any event that's monumental. Right, right. It's I think just, it'll hold up. For sure, yeah, it's, it's a cathartic song. It's just like, a, you know, it's the song. What about you? So, I'm not sure why, but I really like when they made me do it. I'm, I don't okay. know why you don't like it, but... I feel like it has a certain swagger to it. Gotcha. I don't know if you can kind of understand that. Yeah, no, no, I'm not crazy about two chains on it. I like just post Malone's part, but okay, that's definitely my favorite track. Uh, Of course, I like Congratulations. I'm a big fan of I Fall Apart. Yeah, that was really good too. Yeah, big hit from the album. And then two or three that I didn't really know before the album that I do like is No Option. Okay. Um, Big Lie and Broken Whiskey Glass. I think those are all pretty solid. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I really like um, Big Lie. I agree with you there. It's a very good song. I think I'm actually funny enough. If I Fall Apart, if I remember right, was not like a hit whenever it came, the album first released, but it was only like afterward that it blew up on like, it might've been TikTok or like something else at that point. It was Post Malone yeah. like crying on stage, a like video of him crying on stage uh, singing the song that like blew up the song, which I think is kind of funny and interesting. Yeah, definitely. That it like but, it found its like life outside of like the album's initial release, and I think it, it kind of promoted like um kind of a vibe that Post Malone was going for on his next record. Sure. Yeah. Let's get into it. I'm excited to talk about this one, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. 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 So uh, go ahead and take take the lead. Sure. So uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys that came out in 2018. Right. So we were a bit older, and I think we all were anticipating this album drop, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah, for sure. We were all very excited, and I think, if I remember correctly, most of us really, really enjoyed this album. What What did you think when you first listened to it, when it came um, out? When I first listened to it, I was blown away. I mean, I think it is, it's, it's very, very good, um, but on, on you know, revisiting it, I had to, I do have some problems with it. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it holds up as much as it did when it came out. I will give you that. I still, it's still my favorite because of nostalgia, because I'm a little biased towards it. Okay. But let's go into some of the tracks here and just talk about it. I think Paranoid, personally, is a great opener for this album. For sure, yeah. I think it sets the, sets the mood really well. And I also think it's one of his strongest songs on this album. Um. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure. The production, I think throughout this album, the production's phenomenal. I'm not sure what you think. I think the beats are pretty solid. Okay, I'm not going to say I'm not a big fan of them, but I do think that it kind of hits a point here in this record where I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of over the over the sound yeah i get that you know i would say this album it's very a lot of the elements of stony the sadder more melancholic moments are like removed from this album yeah and it's a lot of like upbeat trap right Right. um i feel like post malone kind of took a more pop feel with this album and i think i I don't want to say that pop was not like elements part of stony but um i think it's very apparent because some of these songs are still played to this day with like Better Now. I mean, come on. Um, Better Now is a very big pop song. And I'm not a fan of Better Now anymore. I don't know how you feel about it. Really? I th- I, I still like the song. I think that it's I, um, it's popular for a reason. Yeah. No, no. I'm not as... Okay. Let me rephrase that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, but it's decent. How about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean... I, I can definitely understand it being like overplayed, but um, there's just something about like Post Malone's voice that I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll give you the pass, even though you're overplayed. 
um, I'll definitely I'll keep listening to it. But I mean, there are still a few songs on here that kind of reminisce of Stoney's sadness, like um, "Blame It on Me" and "Other Side." But I don't think that they reach the same like highs or I guess lows as "Broken um, Broken Whiskey Glass" and "Feeling Whitney." One song I think is kind of hits thematically, maybe the same kind of ideas uh, is "Rich and Sad." The the beat in that song is. That, that's my favorite song off the album, by the way. I absolutely adore that beat. It's it's so good. And I think it does kind of hit like similar themes on, um, you know, that he, he achieves. I think a little bit better on Stoney, but it, it is it's still very good, very good. No, I agree with you there. That's a phenomenal song. Oh, and But also, another song... Oh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to kind of shout out uh, the interlude, Jonestown. It is so good. Yeah. Oh no, my gosh. I remember you being a big fan of that when it came out. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's an interlude, but there's just so something so eerie about it. And I think like Jonestown also has like a bit of a Western feel to it. There's just something about it that's just not, you know, typical pop that I just really like. Interesting. Oh, I um, I just wanted to shout out and mention the Jonestown. Do you know the Jonestown Massacre? Um, that's uh, that's like a cult leader, right? If I remember, right, right, yeah. You did there was a cult that. That, that went down to Guyana and they did a mass suicide of 900 people and that's what Jonestown is. So I think it's interesting they chose that name for the song. Right, right. Trying to convey some, some really deep sadness, you know? Yeah, like yeah definitely. So I'll say, um, there. okay, this is still my favorite album, but there are a few very, very weak tracks on it. Okay, Spoil My say? Night, I think, is extremely weak. Um, yeah, I don't like that song. Sway Lee is not very good on that song. I don't know what you think about it, but yeah. And then also, I'm not a big fan of Same Bitches. Um, I'm not I... crazy about Ball for me either. Wow. Okay. So, so you you have an issue with the um the features then on this record? I'm kind of seeing. I I do. Yes. Okay. I will say though, I think that we've kind of danced around it, but Rockstar is, I think, I mean, mm-hmm. I would I would argue, Post Malone's best rap song, quote unquote. Interesting obviously rockstar hit extremely high highs higher than congratulations even right um, in popularity and i like rockstar but i mean once again it, it suffers from being overplayed but that's not the fault okay. of the song right and i mean you're a big it fan of 21 savage i'm kind of surprised that you're not a was this maybe your introduction to him rockstar to 21 yeah. savage yeah no 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 oh, my okay, introduction okay. to 21 was through some of his own stuff Gotcha, gotcha. We're okay. definitely gonna have to get to twenty one at some point. But... Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I definitely need to. Uh, I, I'll, you know, I'll save listening to him for for the episode. But uh, I'm not like too deep in his discography to kind of really give an opinion. But he performed fantastically on this song, at least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't have a problem with Rockstar at all. It's a great song. It did get overplayed, but once again, not the fault of the song. Right, right, right. And Psycho is another really good hit. I think. I listened to it again and. I remember loving the song because it was one of the singles that came out for Beer Bong. So I was like, I was really uh, hyped listening to the song. Um, I didn't like it after, you know, listening, coming, revisiting back to it. It's not that it it was bad. It's just, um, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just old. Maybe it just doesn't, you know, there was just something about it that just wasn't like fresh, if that makes sense. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And then obviously stay. I think we talked about that a little bit earlier. I'm a very big fan of stay. Yeah, I feel like Post always has like at least one acoustic song um, on his records, and um, stay is that for here. I go out and say that this is his best acoustic song ever. Um, yeah, I, I would disagree with you on that, but um, I still think Feeling Whitney kind of hits that high a little bit better. But yeah, overall, I, I would say this is a good album. Um, 
for me personally, I like it better than Stony, but I think Stony is a better album. How about that? I would have to agree that Stony is a better record, but I don't like it better. Um, this is probably my second. Well, if we're not including the new new um, record, it's my second favorite Post Malone album. Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Yeah. Okay. So I guess mine is Beer Bongs Bentleys and Stony, and yours is Stony then Beer Bongs Bentleys. At the moment, yeah. At the moment, yeah. All right, so yeah. let's move on then to Hollywood's Bleeding. <laughs> okay, um, I will say that this, okay, it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine to like this album um, because my boy's on it. My boy's on it. Your boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, just look through the track list and see if you can see who my boy is, bro. Young Thug. Bro, Mr. Thug. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, I, I have Thugger? a story to tell you for this. Obviously, super excited for the album. This one, um, Hollywood's Bleeding came out a considerable... It wasn't actually that long between um, Beer Bongs and Hollywood's Bleeding. For the first time in my life, heard Young Thug. I remember staying up. It was midnight. I post was like, yeah, we're dropping this song with Young Thug. I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds hard. Young Thug is crazy. I'm not going to do background <laughs> research, though, because I'm going to hear him for the first time. And I hated the song. I was like, who is this guy? Why does he sound like... Like a, like a baby. Why does he sound like... Why is there so much auto-tune? I hated him. But upon right. reflection, bro, I love this song. It's probably my favorite off the album. Really? Yeah, I actually, I agree with you. That's also my favorite song off the album. I'd say there's a lot of good, like, singles on this album. A lot of very popular and, I think, actually quality singles, um, such as Circles. I'm not sure what you think about Circles, actually. I like to hear I, your opinion. You know what? Beer Bongs and Bentley's is my least favorite post-album really yeah because okay I, li- I did listen to all of these albums again um but i did do them on different days but look li- listening back like on the tracks um there's just too many highs for me to like hollywood okay hollywood's bleeding and saint tropez um i love those songs so much i really like uh, hollywood's bleeding's like introduction where it's very heavy on the vocals not too much on the beat and then the beat does eventually kick in and then saint tropez is just such a banger but you were saying Circles. I think Circles is a fantastic uh, single. It, it came out of this That's album. It's a pretty good pop song, I would say. For sure, for sure. So I really like Enemies. Yeah, Enemies. You know, it's um, always good to see the baby. I don't know. Right, right. As much as he's a interesting character. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of On the Road. And of course, Take What You Want was a huge collaboration with Ozzy. Oh Ozzy. my gosh. Whenever I heard this, it like blew me away. I was very happy that post malone collaborated with an older artist like ozzy right right i think it like bridged the genres too as much as it, they can be bridged you know on this one track and i think it even exposed some people to like ozzy osbourne and some older 60s metal music so i think it's pretty right. cool for that so yeah okay i didn't i didn't realize this this is probably yeah better than beer bongs and bentley's in my in my books Real. yeah the thing is this is gonna go like to the bottom for me Wow, but okay. I still think it's a really good album. So I think that's right. a testament to like Post Malone in general. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's dropped like an album that's been bad yet. I think yeah. that's a fair statement to say. Yeah, and that's actually pretty impressive in this day and age, I think. I think it's as good as time as any to kind of jump into his newest record, 12 Carat Toothache. I um, am very excited to go into this. Yeah, okay. So first of all, I just want to hear if you had to give it a rating out of 10, let's just drop the ratings right off the bat. <laughs> I'm gonna go six out of ten. Six or six and a half out of ten. Wow. Okay. Um. So what I did is I rated each song individually, and then I averaged oh, really? that. I did a little aggregate. Man, you um, should have told me so I could have done that too. Oh yeah, that, no, that's my fault. Um. But I mean, it doesn't really change too much. I probably gave it something around this. Um. But I gave it an eight point four out of ten. An eight point four. Yeah. Okay. okay. Point point zero one below point five. 
Yeah, I mean, like like I said, that's the only reason. Like, it probably would have been like an eight point five if I would have just like raw rated it. But I wanted to kind of do like the aggregate, just like you know, be as um I guess fair as possible. I'm kind of excited. Okay. I think the best I think the we best thing track that, by track. Yeah, but before we do that, I want you to just say what is your least and uh, your favorite and least favorite song. I just just offer it. And let's not include the uh, interlude or new recording, the the fourteenth track. Uh, I feel like the that's new recording a... was um, basically the same thing as euthanasia, just like right, a right, prototype. Right. Okay. Right. So, my favorite track on the album, as of now, but I'm open to changing it, is "Lemon Tree." Lemon Tree. Okay. Interesting. And what's yours? Um. Okay. So, when I was rating it, I rated three songs a ten out of ten. I think they're perfect songs. A ten out of ten. A ten out of ten. I know. Um, it's it might be might be a little bit premature, but the three songs I gave that were wrapped around your finger. I let it. I like you, and I cannot be. I will give it to. I think I like you, with Doja Cat. Um, <laughs> it's it's the most poppy I think of the, the entire I, record. I'm gonna have to completely disagree with you. We'll get there. Right. Um, now, I think a big part of the reason why I like this album so much is because I think it's a culmination of what Post Malone has been trying to do for three albums, yet it's done in a more concise and a more focused direction. And narratively, track by track, it tells like a complete story and maybe like phases that you go through, like overcoming addiction and maybe trying to like battle a lifestyle that comes with being a musician. Uh, so thematically, I'll say the album was very good. I think that it's his, it's his most concise album. It's the first album where I liked every song that was on it. And it's the first time that I listened to an album and I wasn't like, okay, when is it over? It ended and I was like, oh, is that it? Is there not like any more? Pretty concise, right? It was only 14 tracks, right? Which is it, less it's, than it's, what he's done before. Yeah, exactly. It's four less than um, um, Stony. Stony and Beer Bongs and then three less than Hollywood's Bleeding. So it is definitely a lot shorter. I'm um, a big fan of that, personally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Let's, let's just go into what's your least favorite track. Let's talk about my least favorite. Okay, so my yeah. least favorite is going to be it's between wrapped around your finger okay and i like you and i think i think <laughs> i like you and i cannot be are the worst songs on the album which is so what? funny that you gave more time out of times but we'll, we'll talk about it what oh my gosh i can't wait to talk about this but what about you wow. what do you think the worst track um track okay track? so i initially it was insane but then really? I heard that's I, probably my second favorite track. Right, I heard "Insane" at the gym, and that was crazy. Yeah, it, it goes hard. It okay. It I really, hard. I really did not like his um. The he was like second verse, second verse, eight. Yeah. I was like, dude, that is so stupid. But I heard that at the gym. I'm like, bro, I'm getting another ten reps in. This is crazy. That no, is I love that, that song. I think, um, here's a little foreshadowing. That's something that like Baby Kim would do. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like yeah that it is. It it felt like um he was doing like a baby voice as well, um. And that, that is one thing I'll give him. He experimented like hell with his vocals in this album. Um, I have two songs in particular that I'll mention, but I think Waiting on a Miracle or Waiting for a Miracle and Euthanasia are probably my least two. If I had to pick one, probably Waiting for a Miracle is probably my least favorite track on the album. And I gave it a seven out of 10. It's not even like that bad. Yeah, that one was a lull for me as well, I think. Okay, but it picks um, right back up with one right now, which I think is a solid song. Yeah, I, I really like Abel's voice on that, which is The Weeknd. Um, he he's so he sounds so. Shout out the weekend, bro! You for real shout him out. But well, let's let's start from track number one and just go okay. down what we think. So reputation, 
I, the piano chords were fantastic. I really love like the buildup of the song. And I think that sonically and thematically, it kind of builds up with like Post Malone is talking about the rest of the album, particularly with like bad um, obsessions he has. And I, I also really like that a lot of the songs kind of flowed into one another on this record. I don't know mm-hmm. if you noticed that. I was going to say that too. Yeah, Reputation and Cooped Up did. And then, um, and honestly, that made me like um, Cooped Up a lot more because I had heard Cooped Up before the album. But yeah, I, also... I agree with you. I think the piano was phenomenal. Uh-huh. I think like it was simple because it wasn't it wasn't much of a rap beat at all, really. Right. Uh, it was just a lot of piano and post vocals, which I think were some of the best vocals, if not the best vocals he's ever done. Uh, and I think the track also thematically, I think it's a very, very, very strong opener. I don't have a problem with this track at all. I, I wrote down here that the second the second verses flow lyrics used in there. He he's talked about this before about like these obsessions taking over his life and how he can like recognize himself and everything. He he's kind of yeah. like reflecting on like the lifestyle like that he lives. He's saying like a lot of the things he said before, but he's saying it in a more profound way, and you actually like feel it, you know, a little more personally. Like the, he ends off the verse with saying, "I was born, what a shame." Like, it just shows that this isn't, like, he's on a good mindset in making this album. Yeah. And I think that that kind of leads well into the, the second uh, song. And oh, another line I really liked, uh, he says, I was born to fuck up. He's, he's, he's going through it. He really and is. I think, yeah. it's, it sets the tone. For the yeah, for sure. And I think that that is only furthered with Cooped Up, in which he just talks about indulging, like, materialistic items. For example, um... He talks about like all like the, the the fashion clothes and brands that he's wearing. This uh, unhealthy relationship with substances like alcohol, particularly Bud Light, um, which I thought was very interesting. That he he's a man who has sponsored and endorsed and become like a spokesperson almost for a lot of these companies. And here he is on a song, kind of almost denouncing and saying how much it's messed up his life. And he does a whole entire track about that later on with Flea Foxes. And he also even talks about not just addiction with substance but just his his lifestyle and partying with and girls and he's just denouncing everything left and right, right really right I, I feel like in this song though it's he's not really like saying it in a bad not, way he's just saying that this yeah. is stuff i'm doing like this is my lifestyle and i think that that's important to recognize that he opens up with a track that's saying hey i have these problems but then the next track that flows directly into that is him still repeating these issues he's not like trying to like take a step back it's um kind of like an endless cycle of him like continuing was, to abuse these substances. I was gonna say the same thing. Like a lot of this album gives me like cyclical vibes. Like it's just a constant cycle of like destruction of his life. But for sure, um, you know I like the I like the first line. I think it, it starts off with a strong note for the song. I'm about to pull up. Like he's and in, in the in the title he's cooped up. I think like COVID might have something to do with that. Maybe a for little sure. bit. For sure. Because I think he started writing this album. I think if we remember correctly, like in 2020. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think, um, you know, just a little bit. He doesn't like mention COVID or anything, but it's nice. He's finally getting back. This is his first um, post-COVID album. Um, um, and also, um, what do you think about Roddy Rich on this song? I think that, unfortunately, I, I, I like his verse, but I think that he kind of missed the mark because he, he is talking about his come up and he is talking about how he kind of is getting his start, how Post Malone kind of helped him introduce him to, like, um, I guess, fame and how to deal with that. But I think that maybe thematically with the song and the album being about like, you know, repenting against, you know, a lifestyle like this, having Roddy coming in here and being like, oh, thank you for like showing me this lifestyle is maybe a bit of counterintuitive. Or maybe it's like even furthering like the cycle of like maybe you know artists entering. I think it's furthering the cycle. It gives, you know what it really reminds me of? I think you're going to be able to get it before I say it is Kodak on Mr. Morale. 
Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And not like, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It's not as like deep and profound, but I think like you can kind of make that comparison a little bit, right? You know, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll take back what I said. Whenever I said that, I was, I, as I was speaking, I realized how wrong I was. It seems like there's a lot of rappers that are kind of, you know, getting older and like realizing like some of the problems they have in their lives, you know? For sure. And I, I think maybe it's not um, necessarily the fact that this hasn't been like an issue before. I think it's that they feel more comfortable and more able to express themselves. These are issues that they're going through and um, they're not like ashamed, I guess, to, or they, they don't feel the need to hide it, which I think is yeah. good, a good thing overall. I'll say also just a side note here. I, I was a pretty big fan of Roddy's like initial inflection. I don't know why, but it's pretty funny. All right, we got to talk about Lemon Tree here. We're going to get these next four tracks. We're going to get into it, aren't we? Yeah, I, I feel like at least I have a lot to say for the first like half of the album, but then past that, it kind of um, dwindles down a bit. But I, I, sell me on Lemon Tree, bro. Sell me. All right. So let's start not with the lyrics, but with the, the music itself. Right. How about that acoustic guitar? Yes, I will say that I, I did really enjoy that. Right. I mean, do you think that's a sample or I was talking to one of our friends about this? You know, I'm not going to name drop him here, but I was talking to him about it and he we were trying to figure out if it was a sample or if Post himself was doing that. Um, I'm not too sure, but I know that Post does play the guitar, so it wouldn't surprise me if that's like a that's something he came up with himself. Yeah, but I really enjoyed it and you did too, you said? Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this and um, this is kind of why I brought up Bo- Broken Whiskey Glass because I feel like this is very akin to that. I, I, I don't know, I just got the same type of vibes from it. Yeah, no, I think it was great. And vocally, he was trying to sing a, like, a little bit maybe louder and stronger than he usually does. I don't know if you recognize that. I, I wrote this down as a note that his vocal inflections are hilarious and it's almost off-putting, almost. But I think that because he is using more of an acoustic kind of country-esque sound, it worked. But, um, right, no, I it, agree with that. Yeah, his inflections are very, very strange on this song. Yeah. For a Post Malone album, it's very eclectic. Okay. Decently eclectic, at least. So let's talk about the lyrics of this song. Do you, are you a fan of the lyrics? Like, you must not like them, right? Oh, no, I love the lyrics. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, was say, I think they're great. I think it just continues with the theme of the album of him just realizing that he his life isn't what he wants it to be. And I think that it's it's, it's almost, like, inspiring for him to be like, okay, um, my I'm not at a place where I want to be at, so I'm going to kind of start over and I'm going to, you know, plant plant some new seeds to kind of you know, flourish and, you know, grow, grow a tree that is sweet and give me a life that's sweet. And yeah, but it's also, you know, underscored by like some sense of jealousy, I would say, you know, especially with the way the song is like, not even lyrically, just the way it sounds, how sad it is. Like you can tell he, and his inflection, the way he vocalizes these lyrics, like he is upset that other people are like living better lives than him. Mm -hmm. See, like he says, um, look around and all I see is people happy with what they're given. And he, he knows that it's hard for him to be like that, to be content. You know, that's a lot. He's never, seems like he's never content, but he's trying to be maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We can help. But I love the analogy of like using like different types of trees and different fruits. Cause obviously like a tangerine and what else does he say? An apple. Those are like sweet fruits. Like no one has a problem with them, but you know, when lemons come into it, that, that element of sourness just it's just i just think it's a great comparison i haven't heard that before in a song i will say whenever i initially heard uh some of the track i thought it was um gonna be a track about like how he turns his life around like you know the you know if you have a lemon you know make lemonade yeah. or whatever i thought i thought it was gonna be something along those lines but i'm kind of happy it did not go down that route same 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 and but yeah no i think at the same time like i didn't think about it from your perspective like i think he is jealous but if you look at it like, I'm going to burn it down and grow me something better, you know, he maybe he is trying to improve his life in a positive way. 
as much right, as right. you can. So yeah, that's that's the main reason why I like this song. I mean, lyrically, musically, it's just so different from like anything else he's doing, and even the inflection just like sells it for me. So that's my opinion on the song. Anyway. Yeah, no, I I really like the song. It's um, it's not like the highest point on the record for me, but I think that thematically, the first three songs are important for the next three to work. And okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I can't believe I have to sell you on this. Oh, no. I, I hope this, this this comes across. Wrapped Around Your Finger. You said that this is one of your least favorite songs off the record, right? It's probably not my least favorite. I think I like you as my least favorite, but it's up there. Okay. So so the first three tracks I feel like are like building up. Okay, before we even do like themes and stuff, I just want to say I think that this is the way you do a pop song. Um, the flow, the melodies, the production, the, the like final chorus. I mean, this isn't revolutionary stuff, but the way he like starts the chorus and then the the drums and everything like come in like halfway through it. it it's a perfect like vibe setter. I I thoroughly enjoyed the way how that was crafted. Anything to say on, on that front? You maybe are not rocking with like how poppy it is? Oh, well, yeah, I'm definitely not rocking, rocking with how poppy it is. But if you're going to talk about it in the context of a pop song, like, yeah, it's not a bad pop song, you know? Okay. It's not horrible. I want to save my thoughts though until you're done. There, there's a there's a specific line in here. Uh, let me bring up the exact one when he talks about how he can't see himself in the mirror. Looking in the mirror, I don't see myself. Being with me has got to be hell. So tell the devil that I'm gonna be right down. On face value, he's talking about like his relationship with a, a said female. Um, but I think that with the first three tracks kind of building up his um, like addictions and his his issues with being a little bit too materialistic, and the previous song saying that he wants to kind of like restart this um, life and kind of flourish into, you know, budding into like a new tree and, um, you know, do better for himself. I find it interesting that in the next song directly after he talks again about like a failed relationship, he's still like entering that cycle of just not being able to, you know, see who he is on the other side. And then with the next two songs, we'll get into that in more detail, but um, it like represents the exact like details of like how it feels to be in love and how it feels to be in a relationship versus like whenever you're broken up and you realize that you're not for one another. The fact that these come back, back to back to back, like with each other, just flows so nicely. Just like for an album, it just makes sense that they are sequenced this way. No, I, I actually agree with you that I think it was smart the way he structured this part of the album because you're right. Like, I like you, a happier song juxtaposed with I cannot be a sadder song. Like, it's nice to see the different sides of a relationship. Right. Very realistic and very relatable. But no, if you go back to Wrapped Around Your Finger by itself, what I would say is I just, for me, it's just cheesy. Okay, so what about is like cheesy? Uh, you say like, well, um... I, you know, I'd want this this type of song to be sung by like, I don't know, Dua Lipa or some, some like really good singer pop artist. I think it would be a much better song for me personally. Interesting. I'm surprised I think... he didn't put a feature on this song, honestly. Yeah, I will say that Whenever I was looking at the, whenever I listened to it, I was like, okay, this this sounds like a song that is meant for the radio, and um, I mean, it's 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 not an explicit song, so I thought that this was actually going to be the single from the album, um, just based on the way it's marketed, and I think that he did that purposely because Post knows that he um, if he wants to like you know sell well, he's got to have a few songs that are meant for like radio or to be listened to, and I think that that it definitely serves that purpose as doing that, but even though it is like there there is a bit of cheese, I guess in that sense. Um, I just, I, I'm going to have to disagree. And I think that Post is like the perfect guy to sing this song. I think that the way he does like carry the melodies and the way he uses his voice on the, the song is actually very nice. And I think it, it gives me kind of like better now vibes. It's not nothing revolutionary. It's just like new enough and sounds different enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, this is on repeat. Yeah, I remember you were sending me some videos of you singing this song on repeat. Bro, I was so happy. <laughs> oh my gosh, this song is so good. I love you, it so song, much. The song, it sounds good. But that's, that's what I care me, about. When I, no, no. And I think it's a good sounding, decent sounding song. 
But when I think back to Post Malone, and I think back to me listening to Stoney and Beer Bongs and Bentleys, and I just feel like all of, in this song especially, like all of that swagger is just gone. Like it's just a straight pop beat with him singing a song about a failed relationship. And yes, he, he used to talk about failed relationships, of course. Themes are, are kind of the same, but where's that swagger? Where's that like old style? Like I know he's trying to evolve. I get that. I appreciate that. But that's for me what, what's throwing me off, maybe. Maybe I haven't like gotten used to it yet. I think that's interesting, especially since we do have different, like very differing opinions on like his the type of post malone that we like to hear is kind of different so i think maybe that's why this is like appealing a little bit more to me um because whenever he's like despite like go flex maybe um i whenever he's boasting about like his money and stuff it's not as um you know endearing for me as whenever he kind of like gives like a um cheesy maybe it like kind of human side to his his songs i do think it's interesting though that he's still flexing in the song like he's still he's still doing that. He he said that um, <laughs> and I, I thought this was very funny. He said, uh, "You weren't impressed by the ice on my fingers. I had your mom and dad's house on my yeah. pinky." That's kind of funny. Like that, that is very That's funny, cool. and that, that is the I, I would argue that is a huge flex to be like, "Yeah, I literally have your whole down payment on my pinky." Like that's kind of crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, he had some good lines on the song, but I mean, overall, like lyrically, it was just extremely repetitive. It's just an extremely repetitive pop song. I mean, he says wrapped around your finger, orbit, bullet, down to earth, like, 30 times. Um, and I mean... I want to hear, not 30, of course, but, like, you know, I'm looking yeah, at yeah, yeah. So now. Um, I just want to hear... Like, okay, I was going to use Rich and Sad as an example we could agree upon, because we both love that song. Right. Because in that song, he's not... He might be flexing. I'm sure there's lines where he's flexing. But from my memory... It's a very sad song reflecting on like how he has wealth and he has all this stuff, but he's still depressed. But it still has like that sonic swagger. Like the beat is amazing. It has a trap beat. Yeah, I know he's not doing trap here, but like he's just using a straight like pop like beat that like any artist like Dua Lipa would use at this point. But it's just know. a preference though. I don't think it's a horrible song. I don't think anything on this album is, is really bad. I, I do like Trap Malone, but um, I don't know. His pop side is just, it just tickles a little fancy in me. It's just okay. I'm kind of I'm kind of vibing with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like you. Happier song with Doja Cat. You're not vibing with this song. It gives me very similar vibes to the, the song before. Like like I mentioned, it is the epitome of like just like a love song. That's you know you're in love. It has like a nice happy beat to it. And I think Doja Cat does her thing on here. I really like her like addition to the song. I think that it's. It, it's so infectious it, I, I just can't help but smile when i'm listening to it no that's yeah, for sure I, um i'll say my favorite line in the song was um because i'm about to pull his girl like a hammy pull a girl like i literally have that written down oh my gosh that is such a fire line has nobody used that before i mean maybe somebody has but that is so good oh my gosh <laughs> that's probably my favorite part about the song but i i just don't okay personally for me i guess i'm not as big of a fan of like pop songs like i like some pop songs but i just don't like the repetitiveness of this song and the last interesting just yeah, so, no. so so repetitive and i feel like some of their post malone songs they don't rely on the chorus as much as if i remember correctly i mean like congratulations it's kind of like a, a chorus heavy song that's um, true and well, I, i'm I sure he like, has a lot of chorus heavy songs but i feel like i'm disagreeing with you heavy here but this reminds me of like any other post malone song like the way that the chorus is structured and the way that like the, the song is structured where you have like a chorus you know a verse chorus verse and then you have the chorus twice basically um that sounds like any other post malone song to me i think maybe it's because it's not so trap like i guess focused that's probably what um, it is 
I don't hate, like I said, I don't hate any song on here, but these two for me, they might grow on me, but compared to the first three tracks, they just like, they're just so soft and so like, they don't have as much substance. Once again, I'm going to have to disagree with you. Maybe lyrically, they don't have as much, much substance, but I think thematically, they, they play their part, especially when you put it in context of like the next song uh, with Gunna, mm-hmm. which... um. Oh my gosh, can I just say Gunna's moans or like sighs or whatever, <laughs> bro. Oh they, boy. Dude, when I heard that, I literally like, okay, this is going to sound so cringe. I got chills, dude. Hearing Gunna like just, just sigh was just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this sounds so fucking stupid. <laughs> There's something about like, um, those like subtle, like vocal inflections and subtle vocal, um, I guess like ad libs, whatever. I don't know. It, it, it kind of brings like a lot more rawness to his performance on the track because he's not He's not singing. He's kind of like doing his normal gunna thing, um, but it is it is very raw. I don't know. It it just hits different. Yeah, I don't have much to say about gunna. I mean, he he did what you'd expect him to do, right. I guess. But the song overall, I definitely like it a lot more than the previous two. I don't know, like if you're in the same boat as me on that one. Um, I think you, I mean you like the previous two better. No, they're they're all ten out of tens. I literally can't rank them. Um, Interesting. See, I would never put any of those songs at a ten out of ten. I mean, even on this album, if I had to scale it up, they would be like four or five out of tens. I, I should I should preface this by saying like, whenever I rate like a song, it's not rating based on like the structure or something of a song. I'm yeah. rating it solely on how did I feel when I listened to the song. So whenever I listen to these songs like in order, I I got like a feeling that I like wasn't sitting and listening to music. I was experiencing it. It gave me like an like. It was very surreal whenever I heard it sounds so stupid. It was very surreal when I heard these um songs and I was just like, Holy shit, this is like this is music. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It just it just hit me fucking different. It just hit me different. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um but no, this is beautiful. I think I think I cannot be is um if anything, it's a great juxtaposition to I like you. I, it's yeah. fantastic, really. Yeah. I that's the best part about these songs. Like as much as I don't really like I Like You, when you put them together, it's it's a really nice, actually, what it's yeah. trying to show. Like I said, the structure of, of the, the first half of this album is, is, I think, second to none. The way how each song kind of like is bringing similar themes, but different sides to those themes. And then it, it fades into Insane, which I was my least favorite track off the, the record off whenever I first heard it. Yeah, that was my, I, you know, first time I listened to it, I was all right. I was like, okay, it's all right. But now right. it's probably my second favorite after, which one did I say my favorite was? Um, Lemon Tree. I can't remember already. Lemon Tree, right, after Lemon Tree. Yeah. It, it's so more, explain, it, has a lot of swag, it has a lot of swagger to it. Um, yeah. And you know what I love about this album? What I absolutely love, and I think when you were saying it's like more thematically sound, is the references to teeth. I think we had to mention it at some point. First of all, the album's called 12 Carat Toothache. And at first I was like, Okay, that's it's an interesting sounding name, right? It's a has a lot of character to it, but that right. it has more importance to it than just the name, right? Like, what do you think? You think so too, right? I mean, even from like the preliminary, just like teeth references, it's just like you know, no matter how much money that you have, you you can't you can't cover up a toothache. It doesn't matter how many carrots you have on like your grill or something. It's, it's the it, pain that comes from being yeah, famous and exactly. successful and rich. That's it sums it up perfectly. This is such a trap and. Not trap, but this is such a hype song for Post Malone on this album. I think this could you could work out to this. It it reminds me of Wow, Hollywood's Bleeding. That's what it kind of like gives me the same energy and the same vibe as. It's I don't think it's integral to um the record, but I think that having this song come after like the breakup song 
the iconography. I was going to say, this is, is like, like your fuckboy phase. Yeah, so this is like, I, I keep saying it, but this is what I mean by like how it flows. It's just like, okay, once you get out of a relationship, the only thing you want to do is just try to forget about like all that pain and misery. So you just you just go crazy. And he goes and insane. And the, the cyclical nature of the album. Exactly. And then that it flows so well into the next song whenever he yeah. kind of is reflecting on that. Unless you have something else you want to say about this track. No, because the next track is, has much more to be, to talk about. Yeah. Um. So then this is like love slash late hate letter to alcohol is like i mean the title says it all but it's reflecting back on like these bad habits that he once again turned to after another failed relationship and how it, it both brings him pleasure but also pain and mm-hmm. it's it's so like whenever i was talking about um because like post Malone has been a sponsor for bud light like and like an actual sponsor and um jägermeister now so to, for him to like make a song um particularly about like how alcohol has both bettered but ruined his life um is i think that it's very brave i think personally i just want to bring up a really really quick side that has nothing to do with what we're talking about but i looked up post malone just to see what the news is and the third question that people ask is is post malone white <laughs> is he we're still trying to figure it out <laughs> i think that's because he was i think was wearing cornrows back whenever he first started so that might be it yeah i will say though um with this this song, I'm a little disappointed on Fleet Foxes' mm-hmm. um, addition. I was I, really hoping that they would be more like potent. Well, you're an actual Fleet Fox connoisseur, right? Right. I, I'm a big fan of their their self titled record. So for you, it was probably a bit more like devastating, or not devastating, but upsetting, I guess, that they weren't involved so much on the track. I mean, their their hums were beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's all they did, though, right? Yeah, basically. I, they might have helped out with instrumentation. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did. It's a shame that they didn't get like to um, do like a bridge or something or do anything like along those lines. I feel like if they were to do that, though, it might have taken away from like the rawness of post um, kind of just opening up. So in a way, yeah. I think it, it, it may, might be for the best that they weren't like a, a super important contribution. I don't want to say important, um, super like prevalent contribution to the track. Sure. But uh, I'll tell you the truth. The first time I listened to it, I thought like some of the lines in the song were a little bit cheesy. Right. Like he, in reference especially to him like getting his ass beat. Mm-hmm. But as I listened to it more, like you realize like that's his life and this is like a real problem for him. Like getting so drunk that he can't remember things and that he gets his teeth knocked out and that he gets his ass beat. Like that's a real problem for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's delivered um... amazingly. Like I think it's a very, very like quality or very, was produced very nicely basically i think it, i think it's also still interesting that even though he talks so poorly about alcohol and the repercussions of like using it i think in some way in some twisted way he might enjoy like this lifestyle a little bit mm-hmm. i agree with that but uh here's one line i'm sure you caught it but this is probably my favorite line from this track maybe my favorite line from the album do you know what it is uh no sing it for me uh, I'm not saying, but he said <laughs> last night I had 32 teeth in my mouth. Some went away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's not just talking about teeth. Let's be honest. That's talking about his life. Like. Yeah. No. I, I didn't. I didn't even think about that line off off rip. Um. In context of that, but yeah. No. That's a fantastic like allegory. Um. That he's presenting. I love it. I, I love this track. This is probably like my third. This is like a top tier track for me. I mean, I'd give this like an eight or nine out of ten. Yeah. I think that um. 
Unfortunately, I don't see myself revisiting this particular song as much as the other ones. I still think it's an amazing song. And whenever I want like a, a bit of a sadder post song, it is definitely one I'll listen to again. Overall in the album, this is probably like on the lower half of the tracks I'll return to. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Okay. But it's a good track nonetheless yeah yeah for sure for sure nothing uh, on this album is lower than like a 7 out of 10 for me next is Wasting Angels how about the, the Kid Leroy <sighs> okay I already know that you're gonna not like this song so I gotta find another uphill battle um okay it grew on me it grew on me oh yes 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 so you, you start you start the biggest takeaway from the song I think it still deals with like similar themes um and I think maybe Post is kind of reflecting and you know, wanting to get back with the person that he loves the most, or maybe the person that he was in a relationship earlier on the album. But my favorite part of this track was the harmonizations of Post Malone and Kid Leroy, and the way that their vocals kind of like intertwine with one another, particularly at the end when they cut out the beat, and it's just their voice. There's a lot of like harmonizing backing vocals as well. I don't know if you picked that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The harmonizations were crazy. It sounded like it sounded somewhat. I mean, for a post Malone and, and rap, I, this isn't even a rap album, but like for a post Malone album, like it sounded angelic, which fits the title, right? Yeah, no, lyrically it was good. Um, I like how the cadence of the song went, like how he like paused kind of, like while he's right. like reflecting on these things. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty solid song, I would say. I also um, I can't remember. I think that the 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 sample or whatever that they used for the beat was like in reverse. I don't know. There's something that. Um, I it just sounded really nice about that. Um, maybe it's also kind of like playing. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, but maybe it's also playing on the idea that like he's trying to look back um, at like maybe the mistakes that he made in his previous relationship. No, I don't think that's a a huge reach. But no, I think like the like musically, I really really like the song. I also liked it lyrically, but I'd say like musically and just the way it sounded was like a nice step in wow. a different direction. I mean, I it's not like a typical pop song, but I'm still a little bit surprised that you you like that song that much. It grew on me. It's not, it's not my one of my top tracks on the album, but it's it's middle of the road for this album, which is an overall decent album. Okay, and then next we have Euthanasia. Um, oh, I love you. Okay, sell me on it. It's one of my least oh, yeah. favorite tracks on the album. It's uh, well, really? once again, it, it's not like I don't like the song. It's just it's on like the lower end of the spectrum. At the beginning of the song, there's like a a steady like beeping almost, if I remember correctly, like a right. steady. It sounds like he's in a coma, right? doesn't it okay yeah that's fair that's fair yeah that's okay so like that that set the mood for me and it reminds me of comfortably numb because in comfortably numb they the guy he's like he's like on the brink of life and death kind of okay and like there's one of the verses obviously it doesn't get like this song doesn't do that but one of the verses is the doctor and then the chorus is the patient it's about him okay yeah you you probably like it a lot but um no i, I really like that part of the song and then I think maybe it doesn't fit into your thematic picture. Maybe that's the reason you don't like it. Um, Is that true? I think that I think it does fit in the, in this record or in the song. He's trying to, I guess, numb the pain once again. He reflected on his right. his previous relationship, and now he's like, okay, it's not worth you know, it's not worth to keep going and you know to keep living right. in this exactly. um, this pain. But it's euthanasia, you know. Like uh, he could have made a song titled what, like um, I don't know, like something that would numb the pain but euthanasia right. it means it's over right so is it that bad you know like that's why i think like it's interesting because like it's like how much pain is he in like he wants to die like obviously we don't okay that, that's a stretch but like you know like those are some of the themes that he's like bringing up right 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 
And um, here's and there's another um, tooth reference. I spit another tooth in the trash can. I gave up on keeping me in touch. Yeah, know? I mean, I think that lyrically, it's probably uh, one of the stronger points on the, on the record as far as like the like how how deep he goes into it. Um, I mean, oh, another just, here's a great line. I should crack one open to celebrate being queen. He's once again turned into that to that substance abuse. Maybe maybe that is his euthanasia. He just needs to stop trying to quit. He just needs to accept that this is just who he is. Maybe I could see that. That's why I love this track. I think it's so ambiguous. Once again, I think for the album, it's it's great. But I mean, if somebody's handing me the ox, I'm not playing euthanasia. Let's be real here. Yeah, that's probably true. But I think <laughs> a lot of these songs, like Reputation's not getting on ox. Like, come on. Well, the songs you like, they're getting on ox. Exactly, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I don't have too much to say about the next couple of tracks. Um, Same. I think they're um, a little weird point of the album. Surprisingly, I still like the way that they sound. It's just I don't have too much I think I can add. I mean I guess we could go ahead to maybe one right now, talk about that one with the weekend. Yeah. I mean I, I will say one one thing I did want to say is um I did like his uh vocals at the end of When I'm Alone and I really did like the the single chord at the beginning of Waiting for a Miracle. But I, I think we kinda touched on one right now. I kinda said what I wanted to say as far as like I just love the weekend's voice on this. Um yeah, no, I'm not. A, you know, as you know, I'm not like crazy about the weekend, right? But I think he he provided a great part to the song. Like his voice sounded beautiful. Uh, can I read you my three notes I wrote for the song? <laughs> yeah, of course. I said, yeah. okay, I was going to say something about the weekend not fitting on the song, but the synths say otherwise. And then the next mm-hmm. note was, oh my god, Abel's voice. And then the next note was, oh fuck, I like this song a lot. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like very happy the weekend's on the track. <laughs> yeah, basically. It, it was kind of like the um, just accepting of the weekend. I fucking love him. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't wait till we get to the weekend because that one's going to be a crazy debate, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I want to... I don't want to shit on him. I want to give him a chance. That's how I am with most things, so... Right, right, right. And maybe we'll have to have a little little guest appearance for that one. Oh yes i think i know the right person <laughs> but, um and i think and then, um a new recording okay how do we feel about the song i mean okay it, it's more i would i would say it's more like an interlude but it's considered it's like an a track, outro so. it's an outro of the album yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much like oh, yeah, um, outro, yeah my mommy's dead classic on band right 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 right. like that it's a really short piece that kind of revisits some of the themes of the album I think right. that, um, yeah. Really, it is just euthanasia. It's just euthanasia, like, stripped down. I don't know. Just something about, like, the raw vocals, though, and it not being, like, I mean, I, I assume that it was mastered in some degree for, so it fit the album a bit better, but it just sounded a lot more raw, and it sounded a lot more um, unprocessed and unfiltered. So it's almost like, um, you know, that's this, like, even though we, we heard a lot of post-inner inner turmoils, this is, like, the first time he's, um, like speaking to us directly as like the the listener it's not like meant to be played on the radio or anything like that um which i like i think it's realistic and it shows us like his actual self for sure but i think it's also a little bit sad that um it's euthanasia that's like the 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 recording that they use um but i would say as as you mentioned like one of the darker points of the album you would have liked it to end on maybe a happier note i don't know i mean if this is actually Post Malone's true feelings, then yes, 100%, I would have liked it to end on a higher note. But I guess thematically, um, it's a little bit depressing for it to go back to wanting to return to taking alcohol and substances to kind of cope with the pain. Uh, it, it's it's yeah, not it's ideal. Like, it's like he's he's given up, really. And right. That's and what it seems like anyway. But it, it also, he, could, he could come back with another album that's just he's in a much better state of mind. You know? Yeah, I think that he, he is 
and at a better place. I think it's, it's very interesting to see how like depressing this album is. And I think that's why I like it so much. Yeah. Do you have like any um like revelations, maybe changes of heart after like our discussion? Yeah, I I honestly like think that you are seeing it in like a decently positive light. Like I know you think it's overall like a depressing album, but I think you're seeing like the good in Post Malone in this album or like hey, he's trying to be good, right? Right, right. And I, I didn't really see that so much before we had this discussion. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there were um, a couple lines and stuff that I, I wasn't uh, like too, I guess, like aware of, of like how they would fit in. I think I still feel the same way about the album. If not, I love it a little bit more now. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I bring it up a little bit. I, I'm going to settle with a, a six and a half for seven, okay. maybe. Okay. But I, I, want, I would listen to it again. Okay. I think it's a, I like how it's a step in a new direction for post- because sure. I think that's one thing I like about Post Malone. It's like he doesn't necessarily just sit on the same thing over and over again, you know? Yeah, yeah. With that, uh, I guess, kind of out of the way, I guess we can kind of, um, I guess, introduce the next week's topic. Sure, yeah. We got uh, Baby Keem coming up. What do you know about Baby Keem? Not much. I know he's Not just much. Tammy Paula on Praise God. That's yes, about it. he does. I'm he's a big off. fan of Family Ties. Okay. So I do know, you know, tracks with him. But you introduced him to me basically. I didn't really know anything about him until you played him for me. Yeah. So. Um so we're we're gonna be listening to um I, I've already listened to everything, um, at least on Spotify that's in Baby Keem's discography. We're gonna listen to his two mixtapes, The Sound of Bad Habit and then Die for My Bitch. And then we'll listen to his album, The Melodic Blue. Um, which is his 2021 release. I will say just a little bit of a preface. He does improve with time. Luckily, his two mixtapes are a little bit on the shorter side with like 20 to 30 minutes long. But he does have some bangers that uh, that come out of that era. And I think his um, beats and his uh, vocal inflections are so, so, so good. Uh, Melodic Blue, I'm kind of interested on in hearing your opinion. I think it's, I won't say my least favorite of his uh, works, but um, it's it's weird. I have a different, a very weird relationship with that. But I'm I'm excited nonetheless. Yeah, it's gonna be nice because you'll uh, you'll have a more mature or more experienced opinion of Keem, and I'll have a a new a baby experience. Would you say? <laughs> no, I'll go kill myself. <laughs> and then the, the week after, we're doing uh, the Eagles, which is my yes. pick. So you guys can kind of see our musical tastes and how they're different. Yeah, but I, I think I'm, I've heard I'm excited to see how you feel about the Eagles. I think you'll love them because they're a big like harmonizing band. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Very I do like my too. vocals. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Folk and harmony. I think you'll love it. So that that is beautiful. Awesome. It's been a it's been a pleasure. We'll reconvene and then we'll uh, I guess we'll kind of enlighten each other with our music taste. Of course, of course. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. All right. You guys have a good one.